Hello, my name is Karen Hughes and I am the Domestic Violence Clinical Services Coordinator at the Life Crisis Center. And I want to welcome you to Life Crisis Today. Today we're going to speak about internet safety. The kids are home a lot and we're trying to monitor what they're doing and it's really difficult. So I have with me today Corporal Allison Herman from the Worcester County Sheriff's Office and she's going to tell us some tips about um, safety for the internet. Hi, Allison. How are you today? I'm very good. How are good. you? And welcome. Um, internet safety. Oh my gosh. I just know that there's so much changes all the time. Um, so let's talk first about what is your role with the Sheriff's Office? Okay. I am a corporal with the Worcester County Sheriff's Office. I'm a detective assigned to the Worcester County Bureau of Investigation. Uh, one of my duties there is to investigate internet crimes against children. Mm. I uh, investigate the suspects and the victims if they reside in Worcester County. Mm -hmm. Wow. That must be uh, all-encompassing, all, all kinds of things that happen. Yes, and we've been very busy lately with oh. the influx of COVID, with everybody being behind the computer. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to start really young because little ones are now on school for um, having to be on the internet because of schooling. Yes, with emerging technology, there are so many more devices in the homes. Devices, I mean cell phones, tablets, computers, um, the whole gamut. And they are in the hands of very young now. So why don't we break it down into age groups? Okay. Um, and we'll look at the elementary schools and then we'll talk at, look at middle school and high school. Let's start with the elementary, because I know parents talk about um, body safety and stranger danger and things like that. I'm thinking we need to think about that it that way for the little ones even on the internet. Okay, um, so with all the emerging technology, there's so many more devices in the home, and devices I mean by computers, cell phones, tablets, and everything else, and children are having access to those devices at a younger age now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they want to get on there and play on the apps and, um, you know, maybe talk to their friends. However, you know, besides having open lines of communication, I think that the parents need to be, you know, looking at the devices and looking at the apps they're downloading and maybe researching a little bit about them and seeing if they have a chat function. And if there is a chat function, maybe, you know, shutting it off mm. or maybe, you know, just enabling it so the child can talk to people they know. Oh, so because the stranger may be posing as a little kid. Yes. And really they're the adult that's trying to find out information. Yes, there are strangers online that pose as young children. They begin conversations, they, they try to fit in the profile as a child. I'm thinking of the little guys, and if they are, start, are in those chat functions because they get in there anyway before the parents really realize what's happening, but maybe something feels weird or sounds weird to them, what do you suggest to have the parent teach the kids on how to tell? Well, the, the parent and the child should have open communication to be able to, you know, tell somebody they trust that, you know, somebody tried to talk to me that I didn't know or mm -hmm. somebody said something that made me feel uncomfortable or something inappropriate and they should, you know, be able to report it to them mm -hmm. and then, you know, the parent should in turn, if it is something concerning and it has gone that far to report it to law right. enforcement. So the child can tell the, the mom or the dad or the aunt or uncle or some teacher, yes. and then they that adult can like, ooh, let me investigate a little bit and then turn it over to you all. 
Yes. Yeah. And another thing with all that, um, with the devices and stuff, with parental controls, um, parents should be setting parental controls on, mm -hmm. on devices, um, you know, just so they don't have un... So they have restricted access to yeah. downloading different applications, and so the parent can review and know a little bit about you know what they do and how right. they function. Kind of like saying no, not until I know what what this program does. I, you can't have that program until I, I I look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking middle schoolers and high schoolers, they kind of want a little bit more independence and they don't really want mom and dad so much in their business. Yes. But that, they can get into the major trouble. Yes. Is there a difference between middle school and high school? or? Well, you know, when they get into middle school and high school, um, a lot of, you know, children have their own cell phones. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it also, it's important that, you know, you, you explain to them you, everything you put onto the internet. Um, you know, if you send pictures or, you know, you, first off, you don't know who you're sending it to. And if you do know who you're sending it to, it's going to be there forever. It doesn't mm -hmm. go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can find things years and years later. Yes. Um, I, I remember a friend of mine told me that even Google tracks where you've been. And if you've signed into Google even eight, ten years ago, yes, they have a timeline of uh, where you've been. Yeah, everything's being tracked online. It, even though you're not face-to-face -face and you're behind a computer or behind a cell phone or behind a tablet, um, it's, you're still being tracked and you yeah. still can be found. And, and whatever you've posted is there, too. It's there forever. Right, right. Um, I remember reading a story on, I don't know, probably Facebook or Instagram some, somewhere, that um, it was a detective, just like you, who was um, chatting with a middle schooler who was on the soccer team at, at their school and um, got information as to what school it was, what position they played in the school, on, on the team, like they were chatting. Um, and then the detective showed up at the parents' house because they were doing prevention to say, listen, this is how much information I, I was able to track you. Yep. Um, so like, again, you know, you don't know who's on the other end. Right. So that open discussion needs to be had about, you know, giving out personal information or too much information. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of detectives do proactive online investigations um, mm -hmm. to basically to root out the people that want to do wrong right. on the internet. Um, are there other things that parents can do to um, help monitor the phones or have, um, I don't know, privileges versus restrictions and things like that? I think a good idea is to keep it, well, depending on the age, to keep the devices in a common area instead of allowing the child or the teenager to have access to the phone in the, inside their bedroom mm -hmm. late at night. Um, you know, in their privacy. They can really get into some major things in the middle at nighttime. Yeah. They can. Yeah. And passwords, yeah. parents knowing the child's passwords. Knowing the password, and they may seem like it's an invasion of privacy, but you know, it, you're doing it to keep for their best interest yeah. to be monitoring and looking and just seeing yeah. what they're posting and who they're talking to. Right. Or I can just hear the teenagers or the preteens saying, but, but, you don't trust me, and um, it's my phone, and, and things like that. But it's really important that the parent knows that information. Yeah, and then, you know, there's open communication uh, with uh, the child um, of, you know, to even talk to their friends about, like, and you can go to the point of cyberbullying or, mm. you know, and 
knowing what the, the child does is really, really important. So monitoring the, um, not only the apps that they have, but also where they have it at night, that central storage so that it's not in the bedroom with them, um, or knowing their passwords. What about um, just even knowing what, what they've been doing, like taking their phone and, and checking where they've been, that history stuff? Yep, that, that's always a good idea because, you know, you don't know who they're meeting online or um, they may be meeting a adult, a complete stranger, or engaged in a conversation, you know, right. late at night and you wouldn't know about it and maybe going out and sneaking out and meeting them. Right, yeah. And then you um, how about cyberbullying? I know that that's a, a big problem. Yeah, cyberbullying, cyber you know, we're taught in we're taught not to bully in school in person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but you know, with when you're behind the internet, you you think it's a safety net or um, or you can't be found, but that that it's anonymous. Yeah, and it, it it's not anonymous. Um, that's what we do. That's we track uh, people with their IP addresses. So mm -hmm. IP addresses is basically like a I guess a location, a postal address, kind mm -hmm. of put, puts you to where, where it's coming from and we're right. able to find out who you are. Yeah. How about sexting? We haven't talked about that yet. I know that kids will send me a picture of this or send me a picture of that and um, they want to do this for their boyfriend or their girlfriend. Mm, I can see that being in the wrong hands. Yeah, I think that's very important for teenagers and, you know, even anybody to realize that anything you send over the internet, you, first off, you don't know who you're sending it to, and then second off, if you are sending it to a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or somebody in your you're in a relationship with, you, you don't know what they're going to do with it, right. or it's going to be out there forever. Yeah, yeah, and so maybe you and your boyfriend or girlfriend have split up, and then it goes, it's out there, Yeah, and, and it then can gets go shared viral. and shared, yeah viral around the world, not just yes. viral um, within your school or things like that, but viral everywhere, yeah. Um, the electronic service providers, let's, let's start talking about tips um, and a little bit more of kind of what you do and how things are tracked and things like that. Okay, um, so like you said, um, people may think, you know, once you send something, it'll never be seen again. Um, but electronic service providers, and what I mean by that, it could be Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, any mm -hmm. any popular application, anything that's sent on there, there's moderators, um, mm -hmm. tech, technology, uh, even people, um, they're mon monitoring the content. Um, when they become aware of any kind of child exploitation material or anyth mm -hmm. anything that's inappropriate being said or sent and it is involving a child, they're mandated to report that information by the federal government to the National Center of the Missing Exploited Children. Mm. Now when National Center of Missing Exploited Children receive that information, they distribute it to law enforcement. Okay, okay. Which in turn it then would come to me. Your job, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a really good thing that they're monitored. I bet you the parent, and we talked earlier about how the parent can monitor it as well. Um, in monitoring, we, I know we said passwords and where, you know, what they've done. Any other things about um, the tips for going behind the parent, the, the child, or if the child wants this app, uh, um, mom, mom, I need this app. Um, 
Well, I think it's important for the parent, well, first off, to restrict, um, I'll use an example as Apple iTunes. You know, when you're logged on, you can have, the, the child can basically essentially go to the iTunes store and download any kind of app they want. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be some kind of restriction there um, that the, you know, that a password needs to be put in prior to the child being able to, or, or teenager being able to download it and the parent you know, ha would have to go to the parent and the parent would have to, you know, review what kind of stuff is involved, if it's chatting, if it's video chatting, if it's anonymous chatting, mm -hmm. just to prevent the, right. the teenager or child to be exploited. So online. the child or teenager doesn't get the password, the mom or dad keeps the password and they have to put it in in order for the child to actually buy it, you know, essentially. Yeah, or download. Or download, yeah. okay. Wow. Um, what happens if something does happen and some the child comes to the parent or the parent is aware when they're going behind them and looking at the history of things that the, the, the child's been doing and they're like, ooh, wait a minute, this, is, this is, needs to be reported. Yeah, the parent's concerned enough to, or even the older teenager is concerned enough that, you know, a crime has been committed or the person needs to be reported, they can always contact the local police department. Also, there's other ways that they could report online or they can even report anonymously to the cyber tip line, oh. which is uh, run through the National Center of Missing Exploited Children, mm -hmm. um, often referred as NECMEC. Okay, okay. You've mentioned the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Mm -hmm. um, sounds like they do a lot. It, for me, I think of missing children, but it's more than that. Yeah, they, they've taken a big role in combating online child exploitation. They serve as the clearinghouse in between the electronic service providers like we spoke of before, um, pr providing well, collecting that information and getting it to the correct law enforcement agency. Mm -hmm. Also, they do a lot of stuff to help victims of those crimes and also collecting uh, tips from the general public. Okay, okay. Um, you mentioned the tip line. I'm thinking that's, what's the www for the tip line? www.cybertip.org. Okay. Um, and if they have an 800 number and they want, uh, uh, they do, something happens to the child and they need to report a lost child? Yeah, 1-800-THE-LOST. Okay. And always your local law enforcement always. agency if, if yes. it is a missing child. Yes. That's the first thing. How, um, is, what's the rule? Like how many hours if a child's missing before they report? Immediately. Immediately. Okay. Yes. So they don't have to wait because I hear all kinds of things out there. You have to wait so many hours before you call the no. police. No. You should call immediately with any kind of missing person. Okay. Okay. Um, and we're going to be posting a lot of other resources um, on some slides so that if there's more information that the community needs to have um, that you've, you've provided. So we're going to see those slides as well. Um, so any last minute tips? This is hard information that we're so worried about our kids. Um, we want safety for our kids. Um, and yet there's some bad guys out there that aren't wanting the safety of our kids. They want to actually exploit them and hurt them. I just want to make sure that they, you know, they have open discussions and they let the, the teenager or the child know that, you know, just like I said, stranger danger, that they never mm -hmm. know who's on the other line, uh, who's on the other end of the 
the chat. device who's on the yeah. other end of the chat. Yeah. Um, you know, don't give out your personal information and know that when something, when they feel uncomfortable or they see something inappropriate to report it either directly or if they're older or report it directly to a parent or guardian. Right. And um, you and the sheriff's office is always there. Um, any, any local law enforcement is there to help out. Yep. Yeah. You're not the bad guys. You're the good guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. To help out and get them the help they need um, to keep everybody safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Allison, I want to thank you for t coming today and giving this information um, so that hopefully we give some tips that will prevent something that a child might be getting into and they don't even know it. Thank you for having me. And also the sheriff's office for um, allowing you to come. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to thank you for joining us. If you want more information, we do have um, the Life Crisis Center hotline. You can always call for help as well. And that number is 410-749-HELP. Again, the number is 410-749-4357. We also have a text to chat function. If you don't want, want to talk to somebody, just want to chat. And that number is 898-211. You do have to put in um, your zip code. We also, Life Crisis Center has a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. There's lots of ways to reach out. So if you need to report anything to law enforcement, call your local law enforcement. But if you just want to chat and talk to somebody because you're concerned, you can call the Life Crisis Center. So thank you for joining us today. And I also thank Pank14 for making this available.